Everybody and welcome to the Thanks for Waiting podcast. I'm Brandon and I'm sitting here with Joe. What's up? And I'm sitting here with Josh. Yellow. And this week on the cast, we're going to be covering a movie called XX from 2017. Uh, Joe, you picked this movie this week. I did, yep. Yeah, I picked it because in back in 2018, it was on Netflix. I was surging through. I was in a phase where I was watching every horror movie on Netflix. And I remember this one. And I remember... Uh, the cool stop motion shit in it and I was an animation student at the time so that stuck with me and I've always wanted to do an anthology podcast so that's, those are the two main reasons and there's a third main reason because this happens to be Women's History Month and this movie is called XX because of the two X chromosomes that women oh, have shit. so uh, it's primarily female directed and written so I just thought it was cool it was, it'd be a cool one to do I mean, it is a cool, it is a cool combo of a anthology with all female directors. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I did want to see how an anthology would go on the podcast. Well, it's gonna go real nice, I believe, because we're gonna be break down, we're gonna break down every single one of these goddamn things. Yeah, man. There's four. There's four of them. Yeah. So get buckle up. Yeah, because we're gonna break them down almost to a fault. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. do it real good. I've been nodding the whole time. <laughs> Josh is also serious. What we introduced you? Yeah, no, yeah, I was introduced. Yeah, I was not. Josh, what, what did you think of this movie? This anthology. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it's interesting. It's very interesting. It's fast paced. It like it's like it could be. You could take this, and you could take a movie. The same length as it, but this would feel like it was faster just because I kind of like the way that it's split up into four different kind of short stories, like short stories, especially if you can nail it. Yeah. So, uh, I like short stories too. I'll say it wasn't as scary as I was expecting, but, but. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't think it was scary, but I, I do, I do actually, I do have respect for somebody that can. I, I think it's a cool challenge to in, or, to, in order to come up with like a compelling idea with like, you know, it's good all throughout and it hits on the end. Mm. It, you know, and we'll see going into these shorts here, you know, which ones we think do hit and which ones that uh, maybe don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's got to be harder writing a 20 minute uh, film than it is writing yeah. a two hour film because you don't have the time to do like build up the characters that you want them to be built up. Yeah, you gotta crunch yeah. the story and you gotta crunch your message. Mm-hmm. It's gotta impact just as well or better. Right. So this movie was uh, released in 2017 at Sundance, January 22nd to be exact. So it premiered at Sundance and then it was released limited and on video on demand on February 17th of 2017. Uh, I got a budget of $2 million, which Whoa. seems reasonable. That's more than I thought. Right? <laughs> I mean, it probably all went to location, I'm assuming. And then it got a uh, box office return. Like I said, it was a limited release <laughs> <laughs> of $55,000 and four four hundred eighty six. Ooh. 
Yeah. But I mean, it was, was it like a, did it have like a cult resurgence on, on streaming? I mean, honestly, Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 70 something percent and Metacritic got, got you at like a 64%. So critics didn't hate this movie. It was a pretty well received movie. And I think people supported like the whole, um, the cause behind it. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it was out there because honestly, I have seen this movie before. I forgot about it until Joe brought it back up. But as soon as I saw that first skit, I was like, oh, yeah, I've definitely, you know, run across this once or twice. Just one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It was, it was on Netflix for a while. So if you're scouring Netflix for horror movies, you definitely came across this one. And it has a cool, like, little poster title, too. It's XX with, like, the lip marks and the skull. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's uh, that's not bad. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I know when we were talking about this movie before, I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure the Soska sisters had something to do with it." Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, I, apparently I just talk <laughs> out my ass all the time because <laughs> we should do one of their movies though, because they have some pretty kick-ass movies. American Mary, yo. Whew. Yeah, but I, I did want to say that they were considered for the movie, yeah. which it makes sense because you know they're. They're pretty big in horror, and you know they're trying to get some female-led horror shit going on. So you yeah, think about the Sosa sisters, yeah. So, so when it was initially announced in 2013, they they listed Jennifer Lynch, Mary Heron, Karen Kusama, Jen Soska, Slivia Soska, and Jovanka Yukovic as the directors. And of those six, only six of them came through is actually directing on this film and it was Kusama and Yukovic. So the first and the last movies were the only ones who were originally supposed to direct actually ended up directing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't say. Yeah, so those are my f- really pretty light this week, huh? Well, I got a couple throughout, but not too much. <laughs> I mean, you know, you better be hitting us with some breadcrumbs here, I mean. Me and Josh are hungry out here for some facts, man. I'm sure the listeners are too. <laughs> yeah, no, I got a couple, but nothing crazy. You better hit us with something crazy, man. Yeah, I got one crazy one. Super crazy. All right, that's all we need to know. As long as you have one super crazy one that you're going to hit us with at some point. Yeah, Josh's going to like it. Sweet. Cool. All right, I mean, so you got nothing, Joe. What do you mean? I just I gave you like well, you, two sentences. You got nothing else. I mean, no, I got nothing. <laughs> Josh, you got nothing. Uh, other than commenting <laughs> on Joe talking out his ass, hey, he right. is very good at it. He is good. One time, I thought he was calling for help. I ran upstairs one seventeen in the morning. Turns out he was just farting beautifully. That's true. I can mimic my farts and. It, it take a lot of practice, but once you master it, fuck man, so worth it. Wow, that yeah. is that's great. Yeah, that's, that's they great. sound like cries for help, but yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I can learn how to, call to do. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just so glad that you guys took this show blue. You know, I'm just so glad <laughs> you took it blue. <laughs> Look, man, Universal Farts, they're okay. Yeah, you know, keep it rolling blue. Let's just keep that. <laughs> All right, yeah, forget it. <laughs> we get, we get hop in this plot. If that's what you want. Yeah, that's what I would like. Okay. Gosh. All right, so let's hop into the plot of XX 2017. 
All right, so this movie starts off with a bunch of creepy things in a creepy room with some creepy music. Love it already. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, they do have like a piano score going behind, which is always creepy in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so it appears to be, I thought at first it was claymation, but I think our resident art expert, Joe, would have something to say about that. I mean, I don't know, maybe some of the stuff's made out of clay, <laughs> but yeah, it's just stop motion animation. So the stop motion was done by Sophia Cari- Carrillo. That's two L's. So Carrillo. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Sounds right. Yeah. So she she's a stop motion artist, obviously, and she fucking nailed it. Uh, this shit is so good. Honestly, the quality of the stop motion is so good. It makes no sense most of the time. But it's super creepy. So, right. For, fuck yeah. For story purposes, it's literally just a bridge in between the shorts, kind of like here's some spooky things and here's a spooky door into a, yeah. a spooky short. I thought for sure it was going to tie into the stories in some way, but it would have been cool, but it literally has absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's still pretty <laughs> creepy, though. It is. No, it's, it's well done. Mm-hmm. That, that's for fucking sure. It's well done. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I did read that Sophia got like a general idea of what the stories were going to be. She definitely didn't read the script at all before doing the stop motions. So she just kind of like she she didn't really she couldn't really have access to the knowledge to do it directly correlating to the story. So she kind of just did whatever she wanted. She had a lot of freedom in this. And I think it worked out. Yeah, I'd say it, I'd say it definitely did. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy. No, it's definitely creepy. Um, We have basically this whole stop motion thing that's around all these little shorts is about like a dollhouse with with this uh, quadruped. And it has like little legs. But they're kind of like spider legs, aren't they? Like they come through like like a point. Yeah, they move like spider legs and there's only four of them. Yeah. It's on each corner of the house. It's pretty fucking disturbing. Yeah, so it's a dollhouse with four spider legs, and it has, like, a face on it, and a hand that comes out of a drawer, kind of like, uh, what, Thing in, uh, Adam's Family? Yeah. Yeah. Just for reference, uh, you know, I don't, I know Joe's not really a big Adam's Family person, he's more of a monsters, but... Well, I know they have that, like, little hand that runs around and, like, does things, things for them, right? Thing. Yeah, it's called <laughs> called thing. a thing. Yeah, just thing, not yeah. the thing. Okay. Uh, so it, <laughs> so yeah, it is stop motion. Um, we do see the uh, in the room. We see a dresser drawer that's pulled out, and we get the title XX, and it's made out of necklace pearls, like big old white pearls. Big old pearls. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, not bad. Um, also in the drawer with the title, we see a baby doll head. We got some folded notes and postcards around. We got a small picture of a mother and a baby that we have no context for. Isn't that creepy? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it seems like everything in this little sequence is Pretty creepy. creepy. <laughs> uh, the pearls, they turn red. And then, uh, then is where we have all the director's names for all the shorts, which we'll get to once we get to the show. And uh, it's in red print in a bat in a black background. Looks pretty cool. Red on black's always good. 
Yeah. Appealing. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah, what, yeah Joe, what's, what's your artistic opinion on why red and black go so well together? Uh, I guess it goes well with horror because you got red, the color of blood, and you got black, the color of darkness, both scary things. And yeah, you know, you can buy my class on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of here. We see a room. Uh, so we see the room again. And outside of the window in that place, we see time just passing by, you know, nights and days and nights and days. And we see just the dollhouse sitting there with a bouncy pony. Um, we see butterflies all around. You know, we see a door with some teeth. <laughs> really spooky stuff anything that's spooky it's in this place but there, there's only like six things I the think place. the door with the teeth is like the thing to pause on for a second uh, it's like a fucking latch door like you saw in uh, Evil Dead and it's just got like teeth almost hot glued onto the bottom of it so I mean it's fucking weird I don't know mm-hmm. I thought that shit was fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> but anyway alright so that's when we come to our first short, The Box. Now, at the end of this, I mean, uh, if you guys agree to it, I know we don't really rank things, but I think we can all go around the room and say our favorites, right? I'm down to list them, like individually. What we yeah, like list our favorites from That'd top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. what we, see what we come up with? Yeah. All right, maybe we'll feel differently after we go through these. Perhaps. Yeah, possibly. All right, so short one is written for the screen and directed by Yovanga. Oh, I thought Joe, I honestly thought Joe was just going to do it. (laughs) No, no, it's usually you. You do do it, man. Uh, Yovanka Vukovic. And it's, it's based on a short story by Jack Ketchum. Ketchum. It's not spelled the same, though. No, it is. Is it really? Yeah. So anyway, well, yeah. actually, it's Ketchum like with an E M is what. Oh, that's Ash. Yeah, that's Ash. Uh, so yeah, no, so this is like Ketchum with a U M. Not really the same. Not the same. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this was based on a short story by Jack Ketchum. Um, yeah, and it was adapted to screen and directed by Yovana Vukovic. Yovanka. Uh, she's a Toronto or an Ontario born director um she has uh she does have stuff coming out she's working on a tv series right now called the imperfects but besides xx she has riot girls and then just a bunch of shorts so I think she's kind of early on in her career you know just kind of kind of working more to come and yes, as Joe said, it was based on a story written by Jack Ketchum. We start out with wow, dude. We <laughs> my goodness. Joe's drinking a pre- Capri Sun. I'm out now. He's drinking a Capri Sun. It is ridiculous. I just had to finish it. All right. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> there's, no, there's no quiet way to finish a Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to finish it. I we, did so I was gonna have to finish it eventually. We start out <laughs> this one called the box. 
with Susan Jacobs. She's the main character. She's played by Natalie Brown. Mm. Do you guys uh, do you guys know Natalie Brown from anything? No, no. All right, well, I think you do actually, because what she is a Ontario born as well. She's from Canada. Pretty crazy. A little crazy. Um, <laughs> she has so much work under her belt. It's almost, uh, it's almost crazy. A lot of um, TV series. She was in. Uh, there's TV movies, TV series. Um, she was in. She was in Dawn of the Dead, 2004, the Zack Snyder oh. remake. Mm. Um, she was in. You know, she was in Saw Five. Mm. She was in a lot of TV movies. Which you know, I could just sit here and name a fuck ton of them, but you know, I'm sure we, I'm sure we don't all know like literally any of them. But she has been in a ton of stuff. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's looking out the window of a subway train. We get some beautiful piano going, and you know, I'll get a little bit going here as well. <laughs> what you, we did, they were, did we say we're good at like getting to the plot like 15 minutes ago yeah we're plotting right now we we're literally talking about the plot right this no, second i just think it's hilarious that you're like so like in detail <laughs> I, <laughs> can i be in detail for a goddamn second i like you i like god you. she's wearing a Turquoise, almost seafoam <laughs> green type of shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there is a beautiful piano play though. And she has a little in she has a little monologue in the beginning here, and Josh is gonna perform it for us. Perform it for us at his best ability. And Josh, take it away. Uh indeed I will. It's not easy spending a day in the city with two kids around Christmas time. Even if you have taken them to the matinee and outdoor skating, I'd have to fight with them, with Danny in particular, taking them around the 355 back to the suburbs in time for dinner. Presents were still in his mind. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Uh, then we see her two children. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then we see her two children, Jenny and Danny, uh, played by Peyton Kennedy and Peter Dacuna. <laughs> Friends call him Dacuna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter. 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 <laughs> nice. Um, he's from Ontario too. Would you believe it? Wow, a lot of Canadians in this film. Yeah, he was most recently in the Twelve Monkeys TV series. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Twelve Monkeys with uh, Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt. Uh, no, but I feel like my mom has told me to watch this TV series like <laughs> at least three times. Your mom told me that too, actually. Yeah, she's like ambassador for fucking monkey TV series. Okay, well, he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say anything too crazy that we know. Hey, he's been in XX. Wow. <laughs> when was that? 2017. And then we have his sister, 
who is Peyton from Ontario, if you haven't guessed it. And she has also been in a bunch of TV series like Grey's Anatomy and Everything Sucks. Cool. You guys get down with that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's good to see actors acting. That's what I'll say about that. Yeah, well, they're on a packed train and they're heading to their house, I guess, from the big old city. A man sitting next to them with a red box in his hands is just asking for somebody <laughs> to say what's up in that, right? Would you, guys ever, would you guys ever be as bold as Danny and ask what's in the box? No, I don't care about people. Well, I mean, Danny also asked what's that, and she's like, yeah, it's clearly a present. What the fuck do you yeah, think? It's in wrapping paper, and it has a bow on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Danny asked the man, what's in the box? And he says, a present. That is a box. To be fair, to to defend Danny a little bit, that's a box you would keep a kitten in. So, you think Danny was hoping it was a kitten? Yeah. Well, <laughs> geez, there's no holes in it. I mean, none that we could see. Well, Danny wants to see what's in it, but you know his sister's saying he should stop being so damn nosy. His mom's just kind of staying out of it. The man says no problem and gives Danny a small peek. But whatever is in that box stuns him. Like, his face just changes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the man gets up because he's like, oh, it's my stop. (laughs) But, yeah, he just leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll do another. And Danny's just sitting there with his head down, just like, God damn. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck did I just see? Um, Do you guys have any guess? Because it's never revealed. Spoilers. What do you guys think is in that damn box? It's revealed. Yeah, I thought it was. What? Yeah, it's revealed. It is not revealed. Danny tells his mom what's in the box. What? Yeah. He tells tells her. No. Yeah. Yeah, he tells her. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. All right, well, I guess maybe we'll come to it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) They're back home. They're back home. <laughs> All right. So they finally get back to the home and, you know, they had, his sister asked, Danny's sister asked, you know, what was in the box? But he just replies with, oh, nothing. Perfect excuse when there's something dastardly afoot. We see their dad come into the room, which is his name is Robert and he's played by Jonathan Watton. Do you guys, do you guys uh, recognize him at all? He has a very distinct face, but no, I don't recognize him very much. I didn't really think about it too much while I was watching the movie, though. I recognize him, but I couldn't tell you where from. Yeah, well, he's been in a lot of stuff, like a lot of TV series. Um, He's been in uh, Hands Made Tale. Okay. Yeah, cool. Hands Made Tale. Uh, he was in the Taken TV series, so. Wow, I didn't know they made a TV series of Taken. That's yeah, interesting. You, you got to get up on that. Is he the dad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Okay. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's not one of the takers. You know, he might actually be the dad. If he is the dad... No, he's definitely not the dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? he's like he's probably, he's like 18th billing. <laughs> okay, so he's, he's in like in three it. episodes. <laughs> yeah, and he's not bad in this. No, he's pretty, pretty all right in this. 
Uh, he comes in the room. He says, Chow's on. Who calls it Chow? I mean, automatically, this guy's all right. You think so? You think that makes you kind of a dirtbag? No, he's, well, <coughs> two things make him all right. He said, Chow's on, which, you know, if someone says that to me, I'm just like, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. And then he, he calls his kids squirt, which I think, you know, you don't hear that enough. Nice. I'm okay with the squirt, <laughs> but I'm not okay with the chow. Not okay with chow? No, I feel uh, like you're trying too hard. Chow's on. Yeah, chow's on. that was pretentious. Hey, yeah, I guess, I guess whatever rubs you. Well, that doesn't rub me. <laughs> uh, John kind of outdid himself here. We got some gravy, mashed potatoes, green beans, and some, do you guys think it's barbecue chicken or just roasted chicken? Me, it looks like it was marinated and brined <laughs> and heavily seasoned. Well, given where they are, he probably didn't barbecue anything, given that barbecue requires smoke, so it was roasted. I don't see him out in the deck of a New York apartment smoking. Right. Plus, it's Christmas time, so. Where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> Thank you. Smoke um, for more coming. So I don't know about I don't know what you guys thought about this. Uh, I think they they obviously did it on purpose, but every time they were at the dinner table while Danny wasn't eating, they kind of focus on the little girl Jenny as she's chewing and like eating, and it is it's she's, just kind of cringy to she's me. She's mowing through that. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> oh, you know, it's, it's I don't know. The sounds of eating just aren't my favorite. I don't know about you guys, but it doesn't hit me right. You're not into that like ASMR where they just like not eat a bunch it, of McDonald's? I just don't like listening to people eat, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. You know? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't feel one way or the other about it. I definitely didn't notice it in this movie. That's crazy that you didn't notice it, dude. It only gets worse from here. Mm. I mean, I definitely noticed that they, they focused in on people eating, but I guess I didn't really think about it too much. No, this kind like this along. short like made me never want to eat again. Oh, honestly, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's very relevant to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Danny isn't hungry, though, and he asked if he can go play. The parents, you know, they just brush it off. They say, all right, you better brush your teeth, though, b- b- bitch. Great <laughs> <laughs> parents. Uh, we switch over to after dinner, and the family is watching Night of the Living Dead, which nice. is filmed in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Just a little fact for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we see that Danny refuses popcorn right here, which is ridiculous. No one would ever do that. Uh, but he turns around and he, he kind of joshes around with the daughter. You know, he joshes around with Danny or uh, Jenny. So he's acting relatively normal here, even after he's seen the box. Like He's not just a zombie. No, he's completely fine. It's just like, but is know? night having Night of the Living Dead on the TV around Christmas time? It is Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a coincidence or is that showing that they themselves are turning into zombies? I think from a scene upcoming, it's pretty relevant for them turning into zombies. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Monday. It's Monday. Kids take their lunches for school, but Danny doesn't take his lunch. He needs reminding about it. So he's not even thinking about that shit. Uh, that night, 
the husband did him did it again. The stay-at-home husband or something. He's just maybe he's a professional chef. Brings his work home. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, what his name's Robert. Uh, yeah, Robert made some ribs. He made baked potatoes. He made some rolls, and I think it was some slaw. Mm. You know, I'm not a fan of some slaw, but I respect a man for making it. Uh, Danny, he says that he isn't hungry again. The sister blames pizza day at school, but Danny says, nope, I skipped that shit. Danny's not hungry, and like an asshole, Danny grabs his utensil and makes a circle around his goddamn glass plate with it. What, scraping. just like scraping the shit? Yeah, like he's just scraping noise. it. I'm just like, I was yeah. watching it and I was like, oh god, I was like wincing as he was doing it. Yeah, that's like, fucked up. Come on, Danny, just go, you know, just go to bed, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tuesday. It's the next day. Robert's saying that he came home with his lunch untouched again. Danny isn't eating lunch. Susan thinks that he's probably sneaking junk food or something because that's what you gotta think. Robert wants to make a doctor's appointment on Tuesday. Saying it right now. Wants to make a doctor's appointment on Tuesday, but Susan, she just shrugs it off and says that he's just trying to get out of school. <laughs> Which we've all done crazy things to get out of school. You know, let's be real. She's this rational. Sure, yeah. That's a good idea if you've thought about it and like planned it out. Yeah, I'm going to starve myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next on the menu for the night, we got spaghetti with meatballs and a garlic oh, bread. Oh man, how this, could you resist? They're having like the best dinners ever, dog. It's crazy, dude. This dog, this guy's definitely a professional chef, which also explains why he gets so offended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the little girl, Jenny, she's eating again. Really, I mean, to me, really gross. Just because, I mean, God, man, they're just like right on the sounds, man. She's just going in and they're just right in there with that mic. Mm. Just making me proud, you know? <laughs> Enjoying it. Eat, eat it up. Yeah, she's really getting in there. It, it felt like the boom mic was like right above her. She's like, they were just mm. really getting in there. Probably was. She was probably the best one at making food sounds. I was like, I don't like listening to people eat next to me. You know, I don't like being around people, that, so I always eat standing up at the counter away from the kitchen table. Um, but I just I, thought that was to assert your dominance. Yeah, over the I room. always thought yeah. it was to just uh, delay whatever we were actually trying to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love watching a competitive like food eat like gurgitators and stuff because it makes me hungry, and then I I go and do that shit in the kitchen. Nice. 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 I'm also hungry. <laughs> it's, been, it's been three days and Danny feels fine. He's just not hungry though. Wednesday. Uh, this is the day where we got some pizza and wings. Imagine that. Uh, Danny, he's being a dick again and he's scraping his goddamn fork in a circle around his glass motherfucking plate. Also, wings in a bowl? Little weird wings in a bowl. There's like t- mm. there's like six wings in there. Yeah, they really went to town those wings before we. It's a, met this up. is a family of four we're talking about with like six wings in a bowl. Mm. It. <laughs> so maybe he isn't a chef. Yeah. Well, the kids get one wing and the parents get two wings. 
Well, it's Danny's favorite, but Danny says no. Robert grabs him pretty aggressively. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, you're not getting up from this table until you eat that pizza. Yeah, I made that. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a chef. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <clears throat> Robert makes Danny cry and he goes to bed. Danny just goes to bed because Robert kind of starts crying himself. I mean, maybe he can't believe that he does that to his child. Yeah, I'd, you know, I'd go to bed too if I was around that table. Yeah, he's, I'd be like, he's at the breaking point, man. <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they've finally taken Danny to the hospital. There's no sick symptoms, but he hasn't eaten in five days. So you know he's got to be feeling that shit. And he does look noticeably. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's pale. He's kind of sunk, getting a little more sunken in. Uh, the parents leave and he asks Danny, like, he's like, Danny, you have to eat. And Danny's like, but why do I have to eat? I'm like, what the fuck? The doctor says, if you don't eat, you're going to die. And Danny says. <laughs> Real sympathetic like. <laughs> yes. You're going to fucking die, man. And Danny says, so. Yeah, I'm just staring right at him when he says it. Yeah. So Danny doesn't care if he dies, which is pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Danny. Uh, the doctor is talking to Susan and Robert, asking why they didn't bring him to the doctor sooner. And we get a nice slow head turn from Robert to his wife. She's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, uh, I don't know, why didn't we? But he has her back. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I don't know. He knows, though. We yeah. all know. Yeah. The wife's been playing it very nonchalant. Uh, the doctor thinks that Danny has emotional problems, which is a decent assessment. I was, you know, based on what he's got. Uh, he yeah. just told the doctor he was, he didn't care if he lived or died. So <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, this guy's probably depressed. Yeah, he has emotional problems. Yeah. Uh, the, so that night they have some good old Chinese food, but Danny isn't at the table this time. He's not even at the table. Yeah, that Chinese food looks good too. It does. Not homemade because it's in cartons. Yeah, imagine him sucking up his pride for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny, as later in the night, Susan plans on sneaking a cigarette. We've all been there. I try to sneak him around Joe all the time. <laughs> I always catch you. <laughs> you do. But she walks past, I, th- I believe it's Jenny's room. Oh, wait, no, it's Danny's room. Yeah, it's definitely Danny's yeah. room. She walks by and she hears them whispering about some stuff on the bed. Mm-hmm. And she goes in there, you know. She says, what are you guys whispering about? But they just say nothing. They say they weren't whispering about a goddamn thing. And we get this pretty creepy moment of Jenny just sitting on the bed staring at uh, staring at her mom. And it's pretty creepy, honestly. I thought it was pretty, I thought it was creepy. It was a powerful move. It was a powerful stare down from Jenny. Yes. Uh, Susan, she goes out for a smoke. She, you can tell she just hates her life. Fair enough. Yeah. She's losing her family. She doesn't know why. Friday. Jenny comes up, grabs her lunch. Susan offers her a chocolate pancake. I think it's, I think it's a chocolate pancake. Chocolate chip. Um, but Jenny says no. She ain't hungry. 
Which, I mean, dude, if you're Jenny, you gotta know that's a fucking traumatizing thing to say to your mom. <laughs> yeah, don't ever say that. Um, that night, they're eating fried chicken and fries, but there's no kids at the table this time. Robert says that he doesn't, he doesn't understand how she can eat, Susan, while their children are starving. And... Mm-hmm. He gets up from the table and starts. Right. Do you guys think that was fair for him to say to her right there? Well, she's got to eat, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I, mean I don't think it was. This was the first night that the daughter wasn't there, so yeah. he has no yeah. room to say that for well, her. I don't think it was built up enough for this to be the reaction, but. Well, I mean, I feel like it's definitely, there's, uh, she's shown such a lack of concern this entire time. But I mean, I feel like Robert's got That's a short fuse. Uh, well, Josh does have a point, though. Like, she yeah. just doesn't really give a fuck. She's, I don't think it's not that she doesn't give a fuck. She's not thinking the worst, you know? Just right. Like, she's thinking kids are kids or something like that. Exactly. She's just being, like, more naive to it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Robert storms off like a, an adult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get some good, like, you know, that good uh, ambient hum- humming. Like that, mm, you know, yeah. like just that uneasy humming. Like some shit's about to happen. Humming. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Robert goes into Danny's room and he says that, you know, you can tell me anything. Danny whispers in his ear and he looks like uh, he destroys Robert's whole world because Robert just goes like, oh, fuck, man, <laughs> with his face. <laughs> uh, Susan is in the bed and Robert gets in when it's nap time. Night, night time. Nap time for adults. <laughs> yeah. Also called, it's called night, 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 night time. <laughs> she asks what uh, what he said, but Robert just says nothing. Where have we heard this before? Mm. Uh, we see a dream sequence here after that where Susan is getting cut up while her family uses her for food. And it's, it's really disgusting. Uh, we get some good practical effects here. Yeah, it's pretty um, gory. It's pretty awesome, actually. Now, this is a symbolism of her literally, you know, feeding your gosh. children. Feeding your children. Exactly. So yeah. she does care. Yeah. She definitely cares. And uh, so Yovanka actually went on an interview and said that this scene, she she made, the, she wrote the, the screenplay or whatever, and she knew that it needed like a big Christmas dinner scene. So she just thought that this would be the best way to portray that. And she also said that this this entire thing was really inspired by Norman Rockwell. Oh, you, know. you don't say. Yeah, you know, the famous magazine cover painter. Yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's all like, all like 50s and happy family BS. Good. He's one of the best painters on earth, but, well, he's dead, but he was one of the best painters. Nice. Whoa. Or, uh, do you happen to know, like, what the, the meat they ate no, is made of? But it looked like beets. That's what I was guessing, yeah. Yeah, when the beets. kid shoved the thing in his mouth, it looked mm, like a beet. Yeah, that was yeah. like beets. It's like the only thing I'd imagine that would, could pull off the yeah. actual edible fake meat. But yeah. yeah, I was thinking that same thing. I was like, what are they actually <laughs> eating? You heard it here first. <laughs> beets. Yeah. It's we beets. think it's beets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, her smile at the end of that dream is pretty disturbing. Uh, 
Next up is Christmas. So it's Christmas Day now, and we get some nice piano playing as our friend Josh will dive back into the character of Susan. <clears throat> I remember him saying <laughs> it was a present. Was he playing some kind of a joke? I mean, is this some kind of a joke? That is, I think it's a little fruit. I feel like there's I feel like there's definitely more than that, Josh. Oh, oh, there's more. Okay, like more, more. It's like the yeah. end, end. Okay. Well, it's not the end, end, but there's definitely more. I'm thinking past Christmas, I think. Or no, no, there's no, uh, no. Oh, okay, yeah, no. I don't want to accidentally say a spoiler if I'm wrong, but um, that's what the script. Yeah. Did. No, don't do that. Oh yeah. All right. So, I don't think you have the yeah, full I think it's thing just, that no, we're I trying th- to do here. I think, yeah. Be- okay, it's just during her... Pre- okay, so anyway, Danny, g- <laughs> yeah. Danny gives her a present. And that looks like, during all this, Danny gives her a present that looks like the one from the train, sparking her memory and asking Danny, who now in this scene, Danny's looking real rough. Like, he's looking real sunken in, like real pale. Yeah, he looks like a skeleton. Yuck. Real gross. <laughs> it's like it's it's pretty decent like CG effects, but like they do like focus in on him a couple times. You can I don't know, it's it's sort of a weird shot where they he they just like show Danny all like sunken in and stuff. And kinda... Yeah. Um so the family's looking at her weird as she's asking this questions. And next after that we see her in the hospital with Danny. Uh, Danny has a heartbeat of 39. Real athletic. <laughs> <laughs> that, shit is, that shit is crazy. I heard Michael Phelps has a heart rate, rate of 39. That's fucking, that's bullshit. So. Uh, we see Jenny and she's she's uh, next in the bed, a uh, hospital bed. And then we see Robert also in a hospital bed. They all got the same room. That's pretty pretty dope. Yes. <laughs> Great time. <laughs> uh we see her on the train as well during this um from the hospital. She's lo- we can tell that she's looking for the man. And as she's on the train, we hear a heartbeat and we just hear it stop. But Josh, I think this is where you can go ahead and take over. Danny died on January 17th. Jenny went on February 3rd, and my husband Robert lingered until the 27th. Through all of this, through all these weeks now, going back and forth to the hospital each day, I look for him. I need to find him. To know what my son knew and what then, uh, and then passed on to the others. It's the only way I can get close to them now. I want to see. I have to see. I'm hungry. Ends it. Oh ends it when she's hungry. Because the black, I'm hungry. God damn. Yes. So that was, yeah. that was the first story. That was a killer one, man. That's how it ends. It's the first story. It's kind of one of those. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys want to talk to it, but talk about it briefly, or you just want to save it for the end? Oh, uh, we can talk about it real brief. 
I feel like it was one of those stories where it's kind of like I don't I don't know. It's just it's just kind of like there's no real payoff to it. You know, it's just kind of there. It's like a I don't know. Like maybe it I don't know. It would have been yeah. cooler to actually see something rather than just I I'm not sure I like like the mystery behind it. Uh, I mean, all I can think of is like how it starts is like, you know, I mean, but she really wasn't complaining that much. She was just saying it's hard to yeah, do this with the kids. Like one little statement and then it's like, no, I'm looking Ooh. for them. I'm like kind of in a way, but it just didn't feel like there was any yeah. rhyme or reason. And like there maybe I don't think there was even anything in that box. And I don't think they had any idea what actually was in the box. Yeah. It just kind of felt like a cheap yeah, when, type of... Yeah, it's just yeah. like there's something in that box that made them, you know, starve themselves. No, because his mom oh, yeah, asked what, Danny. You, said, his, you said that she reveals it to her. Yeah, that? on Christmas Day when she's like, Danny, look at me in the fucking eyes and tell me what was in that box. He looks at her and he does this little shrug that he it's does like nothing. halfway through the movie. Yeah, he says yeah. nothing. Yeah. So there's nothing in the box. There's obviously something in the box. There's yeah. microplastics in the box. You <laughs> yeah. can't see them, but there's there. obviously something in the box. No, there's nothing in the box. The box so, was magic. What? Okay. The box was magic. The box was magic. That's there's what, nothing. That's in it. what we're going with. That yes, yes. You guys didn't get it. The box was magic. It was a genie box. God. Yes. No. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I honestly, what I thought about it, I thought it was good. I thought the mom's character was really interesting because, I mean, she's just like trying to be a mother. Like in that dream sequence, she just wants to feed her family, even if it's with her sacrificing herself and shit like that. So I'm, I don't know. I thought it was, I just thought it was well made. I mean, I guess you're kind of right. There is no payoff and it kind of didn't feel like they knew how to end the short. But. And it was kind of it kind of was a cop out that there was nothing in the box. Yeah, it just it, it didn't feel fulfilling to like, watch. Yeah, it's fine that there was nothing in the box, but right. Yeah, should have should have been something in the box. Yeah, I see what you're talking about. Uh, all right. So heading into this next story, Josh. Dude. You know what though? What? It does get people talking about it though, like we just did. Well, What's in the box? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. <laughs> the whole plan to piss them off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to quote seven. <laughs> of course. Which we will do one day. It'll be glorious. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's horror. We're counting it. Uh, so heading into the next story, we got some more creepy stop motion dollhouse action. Uh, has a face and stuff. Yep. Um, Joe, do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> just kind of, uh, just kind of is around in a creepy environment and like moves its face. Yeah, pretty much. That's all that happens. It, it does like a door open, and we got like go inside the door to the next story. Yeah, I guess. Of course. Uh, so the next story is called "The Birthday Party." Uh, is a short directed by I have Joe. I don't know about you, but I have Annie Clark down is the director of this so this was directed by annie clark but it was co-written with roxanne benjamin who actually is the director of the next one but so it was written by annie clark and roxanne benjamin annie clark is mostly a musician this is her directorial debut and she writes music under the name saint vincent and oh shit 
No yeah. kidding. And she <laughs> has that fucking sweet signature guitar that's like all square and angular. Hold wow. on, I'll show you that. But it's pretty sweet. Yeah. So like this is her directorial debut and she says she didn't like horror movies when she like signed on to do this. She just says yes because that's what you're supposed to do in life. So she didn't like horror movies that much. So this one sort of transitioned into more of a black comedy. Wow. Okay. That's good. You want to show jo- Josh that real fast? I know exactly or? what the guitar looks like, but uh, yeah. So it's got that like okay. angular oh. body and shit. Okay, yeah, yeah I see that. Oh, okay, no, I was thinking of a different one. So thank oh, you. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I was thinking of an actual uh, box. With... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just it oh, just looks like a box. Uh, wow, that's real. That's real nineties looking. You should see what I was thinking of. I'm not going to show you now. Oh, I, I know what you're thinking about. Then the actual <laughs> box. <laughs> we always just think we know what each other's thinking of, but we know. All right, yeah. Way <laughs> off, actually. So this one starts out with a woman named Mary laying in bed, who is played by Melanie Lisnitsky. You guys, you guys think that was good? Linsky? Yeah, that's what I said. Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she was, she was born in New Zealand. Pretty cool. Uh, she has been in the likes of, she's been in Castle Rock. Ah. Uh, she has. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, this lady, I know I've seen her before. Yeah, I've seen she's her in very cool. recognizable. Yeah, I've seen her in a bunch of shit, but like I, I couldn't pinpoint exactly what from. Uh, was it Coyote Ugly? You could tell us. No, we did pinpoint it right before the cast. And it was from um, Two and a Half Men. She was in The Shield. She was in Two and a Half Men. The L Word. If you guys are familiar with that show at all, it's pretty good. No, I didn't understand. Um, she has been, <laughs> she has been in uh, an episode of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," which makes her good in my book. Cool. But yeah, uh, overall, great actress. Honestly, I, I like her. Um, she's in bed. She's sleeping. We get some nice bird sounds in the background. Uh, she gets out of bed, uh, she puts on a robe, and she starts setting up a party, um, and that's when she gets spooked by Carla, who is played by Sheila Vand, uh, who she has not been in as too much as the other people. She was in the Snowpiercer TV series. Oh, shit. <laughs> we should um, do the Snowpiercer. Does that count? What? The Snowpiercer? Yeah. With yeah. Chris Evans? No, the TV series. No, does it count as a horror movie? The movie? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, she's also played a role in BoJack Horseman, and she was in the 24 Legacy series. Whoa. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Uh, Carla, Carla looks... Excuse me. Carla looks really put together. Can we stop excusing people? (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, Carla looks uh, really put together, while Mary kind of looks like a hot mess. She just kind of like got out of bed, and I, you know, the contrast between them. I feel like there's something there. You you guys think there's something there? She's very hot (laughs) indeed. Yes, it's a little basic, but yeah, I guess I can go along with that. Um, The guests are going to be there in less than an hour. Uh, Mary says that she's letting Lucy sleep in because uh, she hasn't slept well the last couple of days. Lucy is the birthday girl. Uh, this is when 
uh, Carla talks about Mr. Lampkin, and Mary says Mr. Lampkin will not be joining them uh, for his daughter's birthday. So that we, sucks. She kind of says it was like an attitude, like of course he's not, like he's yeah, never he's, at his daughter's birthday. Come on, what do you think? Uh, Carla says that his car was there, but Mary insists that he isn't back from his trip yet. Interesting. So very important businessman. We never really know what he does, but it, yeah, he does he well. Yeah, he maybe, does well. Maybe a banker. This house is. It's all the walls the in this house are just glass windows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carla says that maybe he's out for a run, but Mary really doubts it. She ain't thinking. Uh, she ain't thinking that. Uh, there's a weird awkward awkwardness between them. They're like trying to pass each other. Like, yeah, it's just weird. They're at. Yeah, I didn't. <clears throat> uh, Mary goes to another room and she is startled by David, who is in a chair facing away from her. So that he, that motherfucker, is home. Mister Lampkin, he's home. I love that they keep up. Every time she gets startled, they put in that doom. Not that big. Yeah, no. The, mm. the, the sound, the sound, uh, the score, I guess, in this short is pretty good, honestly. It's, a, it's, it's mm-hmm. very, like, loud. Yeah, it, it, like, it's literally, that's what, like, that's the jump right there. It's, like, not even, like, what's yeah. actually happening. It's just the boom. They just, like, throw it in there out of nowhere. Uh, Mary vents to him about the, you know, about the kids. She has anxiety. Um, she goes to hug him, and then she finds out that David is dead as fuck, baby, and he's holding an empty cup. Now, did this guy commit suicide? Because I think he did. I think he did too. That's kind of my first thought. I thought he like called in sick to whatever meeting he was supposed to be at, drove home and killed himself. Yeah, because ha- she finds later, I mean, we'll get to it, but she finds like an empty pill bottle. Oh, I, I mean, didn't even notice. Maybe he just wanted to be there for his daughter's birthday and thought it'll be extra fun if I'm really like, you know, hyped and ready. So I'll do all these pills and alcohol and I'll be so cool. Yeah, I'll be the funnest I'll be guy. The, I'll be the fun <laughs> yeah. dad. <laughs> that's true though what a dick yeah, trying to commit suicide on his daughter's birthday a little fucked the fuck uh, Lucy tries to come into that room but Mary and Mary stops her and Mary calls her panda here we never never comes into play ever again but yeah I thought like she was wearing a panda costume maybe but no I, get, eh? no, I don't think so it looked like a one-eyed monster costume yeah well, well Lucy also peed herself which is, is we all yeah we Hey, you know, hey, you're turning ten. You're so excited yeah. you pee yourself. If you pee yourself when you're thirty, that's completely normal. Yeah, it is. It is. Happens. Everyone gets one a year. Exactly. That's that's pretty much what it comes to. Yeah. That's why you always wear a diaper. No. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not sure. You gotta sell it. About, you uh, gotta sell it. On my diaper? No. On OnlyFans? Peeing. Like, if you pee Yo, yourself, you just gotta, like, own if, it. If you would buy my diaper on OnlyFans, email thanks for waiting. <laughs> yeah, <all right>. <laughs> um, Mary is pretending that she didn't just see that David is dead as fuck. Oh, and... I just got an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she goes to make Lucy a ghost costume out of, like, a paper, or a plastic bag, right? It looked like a uh, shower she, I think it was a sh- yeah, maybe it was that. I think I it was know. a shower curtain. Oh, it's like say, glossy, though. Right? I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say she, she did not put a plastic bag over the daughter's face. 
believe she did (laughs) the safer one Uh, there's also a jump scare here where (laughs) she just turns around and says boo in her ghost costume and they just like make really loud music (laughs) yeah wasn't that scary or was it just the music that's scary um that's when she leaves mary breaks down crying and this is when she reaches into a drawer and grabs out a pill bottle and she looks inside of it empty. So I guess that this guy like just dumped all the pills in his hands and properly put back the bottle in the cabinet. Hey, put things back where you find them, you know? Yeah. At least <laughs> that was cool of him. That was cool on his yeah, part. Yeah, his last cool act. <laughs> Uh, Mary goes into the room where David is, and he's. She sees this is where she sees the empty cup. She has the empty pill bottle. You know, she grabbed from the bathroom, man. She's just putting it all together. Uh, just then, we see Carla walking on the other side of the house. Remember, these walls mm-hmm. are windows. Um, creates pretty good tension. Uh, it's a really fucking nice house. I got. I just gotta say that. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind living there at all. And this is kind of a, another part where you notice the score. The score in this short is better than I think it has the right to be. It's just <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, just then, Mary starts to move the body into the closet while Carla is on her way to the room. Good tension. Mary is hiding in the closet with the body while Carla is getting uh, colored markers out of a locked drawer, <laughs> I guess. At first, I thought she was going to pull out some, like, crazy, like, evidence or something, like, yeah. like, like oh, a yeah. weapon or this. Like, or... she was in on it or something like yeah. that. Like, she murdered the husband. Yeah. Well. But I guess it was far... established that he killed himself. Yeah. Definitely established. But I guess his, <laughs> her dad just keeps every color highlighter in his desk. You know, you Wrong. might need that if you're a banker. And the fact that Mary's going to such crazy lengths for her daughter to have a good day it's her birth yeah the daughter actually put the highlighters in there because carla was like well i'll get to it oh really yeah okay uh while carla's leaving that room uh she downs some booze and then she hears a knock in the closet uh, she goes to open it, but Lucy busts in with her ghost costume on and she asks if she found those did you find those markers motherfucker <laughs> she did that's what you're gonna bring up yeah mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Mary and David fall out of the closet and she kind of cuddles his body for a second <laughs> kind of weird smells his face yeah before look <laughs> before looking at his watch oh god she's gotta move baby the guests <laughs> are coming uh, she's dragging his body through the house when a woman starts calling her from the uh Front door, I guess. She's front door. Uh, Mary covers David's body in a sheet and greets the woman, who is Madeline, played by Lindsay Burge. Uh, Mary is fixing the carpet. She says she's fixing the carpet because she was hiding. She was trying to hide the body. Yeah. And this this nosy housewife who came up to her was just like, "What are you doing down there? What, what, why are you on your hands and knees?" Why yeah. else would you be on your hands and knees? You're fixing some carpet, right? Yeah. She asks, you know, what present is back there for the party? But ain't no present. It's a fucking body, man. Uh, 
This is when Mary smartly walks outside with her, you know, gets her outside, closing the door behind her so she knows that she's good, 100%. Uh, this is when Madeline, she's walking with her and Madeline is a gossiping mom. I believe she's just talking and talking and talking, talking her ear up, gossiping. Yeah. She's talking about like other people's chubby yeah. children the and stuff. The entire neighborhood. Yeah. yeah she's Obviously really laying not, into yeah, it. Not being nice about it. She's, yeah. Uh, she hints that, you know, oh, your party's the talk of the town. That's pretty sweet. You're having a party. It's cool to, to have a party. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, do you want to come to my party? <laughs> I mean, how great would it be if your like seven-year-old's birthday party was the talk of the town? I know. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, I like, think she's not. This guy must be like super rich, though. Yeah. I mean, I like when she's like, who's going to be there? It's like, it's just uh, her friends and some cake. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The nine-year-old's birthday what party. What are we doing? What do you think? <laughs> yeah. R. Kelly's gonna show up. <laughs> yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a party you don't want to go to. <laughs> uh, Mary pushes her out the door, and it's back to business. She goes to the she goes to uh, David's coat pocket, and she finds a flask, and she takes that and she puts it inside her robe. I guess her robe has a pocket, but uh, then she goes to drag him. But the doorbell rings at the door with a boombox. And there is a panda that starts rapping. Josh, I was going to have you do that, <laughs> but I did oversight that. So thank I'm, you. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I can't do the rap. You know, his flow was too weak. It's true. It was pretty weak. I don't I mean, it was just like, I'm a rapping panda and I'm here to say. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like the, a, you could a 725 <laughs> type, of, type of job. You know, it wasn't like a $20 an hour panda job. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mary offers him $1,000 and two ounces of medical marijuana <laughs> for that suit. Damn. That's a good deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't care who you are. <laughs> that's a good deal. That's a good fucking deal. And for her to just throw away $1,000, you know they rich. Mm-hmm. And two ounces of med. Two from, ounces of from med? From her knee yeah. surgery last year. So it's, it's pretty old medical marijuana. Uh, she dresses the panda up with Dave's body. Pretty... Clever. Uh, Clay, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty clever. I mean, to at least to like delay your problem enough. I just didn't think the result was <laughs> what well, I would have done. Yeah, who could have guessed? Yeah. Uh, so she's dragging them, and the guests are starting to arrive as Mary drags his body down the hall. Uh, we get a slow motion of all the <laughs> good, good old slow motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a bunch of slow motion of all the people arriving at the party uh, with Mary. So she finally gets him to the table and we see Mary sitting at the table across from David in the panda suit while everyone around her is dancing, having a good motherfucking time in oh, slow yeah. motion. I love that one kid in the toilet costume. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're too young for that. But like... Yeah, she's having a costume party. It's not Halloween. I, I, it's just a costume party. Can anyone tell what the fuck yeah. that one kid was? I think and like the flesh colors. I think it was a shrimp. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think one kid was just dressed up as a shrimp. <laughs> that kid's going places. <laughs> I can't tell what the fuck it was. It looked like a giant like alien sex toy. We got a dolphin. It does. 
Yeah. A dolphin, an alien sex toy, and a toilet. toilet. A purple toilet. Purple toilet, yeah. That fucking costume. That's dirty. <laughs> that's dirty. He, he, <laughs> He's dirty. He, <laughs> uh, Mary, Mary starts pouring some of that flask, which we all know is alcohol, into her drink while looking at the panda while everyone's still partying around her. She's just staring right at him this whole time. Uh, the screen goes to black for a second. Did you guys wonder why? Or it just yeah. randomly goes black and then comes back. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, once it comes back, it's just more of Mary's face looking at the panda. And Carla puts the cake in front of him. There's a lot of cake in these shorts. There is a lot of cake in these shorts. And a lot of birthdays in these shorts, too. Stop talking to about yourself and get back to the movie, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Jeez, Joe. <laughs> Just then, the panda falls over. Know what else is in these shorts? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. The panda falls over into the cake. Carla takes the head off of the panda, revealing to the whole party that David is dead as fuck, and everyone freaks out. God, I wish yep. we had like a little button we could press that just played children's screams. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joe, yeah. press your button. That would be terrifying. Ah! Uh, we get a fun little text at the end <laughs> saying that Josh, you want to say this ending here? Uh, starts with the birthday party. Starts with the birthday party. Yeah. yeah, it's just after the short. It's just some text you get at the end. We're on the birthday. Uh, the birthday party. Oh, the dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the birthday party. Or the memory, oh yeah, or the memory of Lucy suppressed her seventh birthday from her seventh birthday. That wasn't really her mom's fault, even though her therapist says it's probably why she fears intimacy. Oh, you said it already? Yeah. Should I pause it more? Maybe. My pauses? Yeah, maybe do like a pause in between. Okay, okay, all right. The birthday party. Or the memory Lucy suppressed from her seventh birthday. <laughs> hey, I struggled with hot potato earlier. So you did struggle yeah, quite a bit yeah, with hot potatoes. No. Listeners might never, be surprised. Never we, played before. We played hot potato before the podcast. Yeah, get ourselves psyched up, and uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's a tough game. I suppose it is. I did. I didn't think so. You know what? Like. <laughs> It's like chess, you know. It's hot like potato. trying to like memorize every Eminem song. No, it's not. Josh Finch. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> or the memory Lucy suppressed from her seventh birthday. That wasn't really her mom's fault. Even though her therapist says it's probably why she fears intimacy. Kind of her mom's fault. Kind of her mom's fault, but I mean, because her mom could have just left him in the room and didn't need, I don't, like, she did not need to take him out. No, but like, I mean, Carla would have found him. If she would have put she, him in the closet, though. Right. Probably if she would have just put him in the closet. She just called the cops. That's a big ass house. Well, you know, we're in the birthday party. Yeah, like, I lie about the Like, weather. just put him in the closet until after the birthday party and then say something. Yeah. Like, she just did a lot of unnecessary stuff. She lost two ounces for nothing. Like literally nothing. 
there's just that moral thing, you know, if you see it, you see something, say something. Well, because that first room that she's in where she falls out of the closet, nobody is going to go back into that room the rest of the movie. She could have just left it, like put him back in the closet and then been fine. Don't touch it. Don't touch the body. Just roll the chair into the closet and just put the body in there. Yeah. Just don't touch it. But then Carla would have found it. You have, yeah, to, you, you have no, to hide. You, you gotta, gotta move call. it. You gotta call the authorities. And then have the cops <laughs> show up at a birthday party? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. You, this is for your gosh, daughter, bro. Come on, man. Your seven-year-old birthday party? Fuck that kid. Jeez. Just, yeah. I mean, true, but Jeez. still. No, I mean, like, just tell the kid, like, if, like, it's gonna ruin, either tell the cops to be, hey, sneak through because we got a birthday party in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> or... It, or be like, hey, parties move to later. Um, yeah, gotta take care of something that. There's a. Right. All right, all right, whatever, dude. <laughs> You're wrong. Be like, Lucy <laughs> pissed herself. Uh, yeah, come no, back tomorrow. You hide the body until after the party. You just hide the body, Josh. You know, you can sit there on your moral high ground. Yeah, honestly, but... when you find a dead body, you gotta hide it. It's yeah, it's dead either way. So you're gonna want to hide that shit. Yeah, it's fine. You're gonna want to hide that. So shit. that was that one. <laughs> uh, Joe, what do you think about that one? Just a quick little, quick little ditty. Um, I, I thought it was it was cute. It wasn't really it. I don't. It was good. I liked it, but I I think it was like the oddball out of the yeah, four. That's what I was like. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like it, a snicker, but. Yeah, it was, it was all right. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I guess, I didn't I guess, love it. I guess oddball is a good uh, term for it because it's not really in the same light as these or darkness as these other ones, like at all. Right, and I think Andy Clark, aka Saint Vincent, said <laughs> in an interview that she she kind of wanted to go into this experience sort of blind. And her reasoning was like, there's no way she can catch up to these other directors and like be on their level. So she just wanted to go in with like a blank slate and just do whatever she was going to do and hope that it blended well. And it, it, it I, did. I thought it, it was, did. I thought it's, it's all together as a piece. I, I thought it was pretty good. Like I thought yeah. that the editing was pretty good besides that like random blackness at the end. Um, I thought the story was good. I thought the acting was good. There is a fact the I music missed was good. where yeah. in the beginning of it, when she walks into her kitchen, she like adjusts this taxidermied cat. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of weird. I don't know why people do that. But anyway, uh, apparently, according to IMDb facts, that's Danny Elfman's taxidermied cat. <laughs> Interesting. Nice. All right, I say we just roll right into the next one because the next one's the shortest of the of the four and... I guess like yeah, not really. Yeah, it's really not drawn out. We yeah, can... <laughs> there's not much to say about it other than what happens, and then uh, yep. All right, you get uh, all right. So we're good with it. Good with it. All right, so let's go right into this next one, which is called "Don't Fall." It is our third short, written and directed by Roxanne Benjamin. Um, she has directed some Riverdale she directed two episodes of Creep Show um she directed two episodes of the Nancy Drew series and one episode of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, so she's well developed in the spookiness. Uh, this one opens to a vast desert area. You guys think like Arizona or Los Angeles? New Mexico for sure. New Mexico? Yes. I just feel it. I can see that. Yeah, probably New Mexico. Uh, we come up to a group of hikers. We got Paul, played by Casey Adams. We got Gretchen, played by Brita Wool. Jess, played by Angela Trimburn. And we have Jay, played by Morgan Krantz. And they're talking about scorpions and how the darker the color of the scorpion is, the less dangerous they are. Which I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if that was true, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'll look it up, but I just didn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, I, you know, it's good information to know. Not that we're ever around scorpions. Yeah, but, but Paul you know, said it, and I'm pretty sure Paul just talks out his ass this whole time. That's a good rule of thumb, though. If you see a black scorpion, you know it's not going to kill you. Yeah, I know I'll, someone I'll totally else talks out their ass. Who? His name's Joe. Okay. All right. You know, fair assessment. Thank you. I'll own up to that. You already did. <laughs> you just did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, they're talking about spiders and how, uh, you know, they're on the side of the mountain and it seems <laughs> like. Sorry, I'm thinking like people listen for the first time. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> you just did. What was that? <laughs> yeah. So as we're on the, on the side of a mountain, the camera zooms out and we get the title, Don't Fall. And it's like in red letters that are cut out. And in the background, like out of those letters, you see the background of like the desert and shit. Yeah, I like that they gave us a whole other title after that first title. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, I thought this was a good... To reiterate. They all do it, Josh. Uh, I don't know. Just say I, it. I thought that it was a good title. Like, it looked cool. It was like a cool title, title transition. I thought. Yeah. It was cool. Uh, so they get to the top and they see the vast wilderness and it's fucking epic. They say that. Mm. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was them. <laughs> Uh, Paul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Paul seems to be the leader. You know, he's the one who plans these trips. Uh, Gretchen doesn't like this prank that Jess plays on her. That she just like pretends to throw her off the cliff. Complete classic. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you know, she she storms off. And while she they're over there, she's like, "Come on, I was just kidding." I mean, she does. She says the title there too. She's like, "Don't fall." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. It's good. Yeah, important to note. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so while while Gretchen's over there, uh, she sees some cave paintings. Now these cave paintings look pretty crazy. Jay comes over and says that it predates Native Americans. I don't know how he fucking knows it, but I guess he's just the nerd of the group. Gotta have one, you know. Exactly. So we can't doubt him. Uh, we zoom in on the painting and we see three people standing in front of a demon. Is that what you guys saw? That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I yeah. Kind of look like stick figures, though. Yeah. Representing people. They mm -hmm. could have been penises. Yeah, I, I think they were stick <laughs> figures and not people. <laughs> yeah. Could have been uh, bananas with swollen stems. <laughs> 
<laughs> while, while looking at the paintings on the cave, we get a transition to night. And then we get another transition, transition shitty, to a starry <laughs> sky. You know, have you guys ever been out in like Arizona and seen like just the crazy starry sky? I've been in, uh, not Arizona, but I've been up north a bit from here, wherever this is. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right. And out in the wilderness, like away from everything and. I've seen that, so... Well, Joe, you and me have both been to Arizona, so I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've seen some starry skies before, man. (laughs) Thanks for being able to relate to me. (laughs) You ever been to Colorado and see a starry sky? Oh, dude, I totally have, dude. man. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You've been to... New York? New York City? No, 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 the... Rural, rural New York. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Yonkers, Western, New York. See the ambient light, <laughs> <just> erasing everything. <laughs> no. All right. Well, anyway, we see our group chilling. Uh, they got a sweet RV with lights, like Christmas lights coming down them. They're smoking, they're drinking, they're having a good time. Uh, Paul says that they're in a spot that nobody knows about because he just knows things. Uh, but it turns out Paul just bribed the gas station guy and did tell him where a good spot is. But Gretchen will just not stop freaking out, man. She's really killing everyone's buzz. Uh, she thinks that it might be a historical heritage site. And Paul calls the paintings hieroglyphics. But Jay corrects him and says that they're petroglyph- petroglyphics. Yeah, because hieroglyphics are Egyptian. Very good, Joe. I remember that. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. So maybe it's cursed. You know? Uh, If I was out in the middle of the fucking desert, I would definitely think it's cursed. Well, I would think like a warning for a Wendigo. That's what I would think. A Wendigo? Those those are more those are more in forest. They're not really dead. I'm pretty sure it's a New Mexican uh cryptid though. No, I think you're just getting the dough of it mixed up. It's not it's not really. It's more of a forest type of crypt cryptid. So well, maybe we'll do an episode on it one day. Maybe are you next week. Of the Mandingo? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easy mistake to make. Sorry, Good thing I'm here. I'm talking about the New Mexican <laughs> <Mandingo. laughs> All right, we, uh, <laughs> no, Jesus, maybe it's cursed <laughs> <laughs> by a man. <laughs> they hear a, they hear a sound, and Paul goes to check that shit out, pretending that someone's got him because Paul has to Paul. And Gretchen, she turns around. Just pawing their leg. Pawing their leg? Pawing their leg. He probably pawed their leg all the time. <laughs> probably when they're sleeping. <laughs> Paul jump scares Gretchen. Uh, Gretchen, she gets pissed off. She's going to bed, but Paul's way too stoned, yo. We've all been married, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get a POV shot of something looking at the camp. This is not good. Because that means trouble's afoot. 
<laughs> Gretchen. <laughs> Gretchen suddenly wakes up in a cave and we see a demon type creature come from the mist and it seems to engulf her. Jay. <laughs> the Mandingo. <laughs> All right. All right. It's, yeah. it's just a demon, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Jay. Jay <laughs> leaves the camp and finds finds her uh, turning into like it looks like a werewolf type thing. Honestly. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so he hauls ass. Uh, Jay's trying to leave while the other two, you know, they try to stop him because they're just like, what the hell, man? Let's get scratching because it's like literally four o'clock in the morning. Uh, Jay and Jess hear, <laughs> they hear Paul getting fucked up because Paul goes to look for because uh, that's his sister. In that, in that little tidbit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, Jay was trying to leave, and then Paul sees her, like, stand out there all bloody and shit. And does does like, he actually see her? Yeah. And he's got, he's like, yo, she's bleeding. She's covered in blood. I'm going to assume that she's hurt, and I'm going to go try to rescue her. Something that any of us would have done. Yeah, and they got some nice, tight camera work shots here, yeah, they I think. Arms behind the back and, like, the head down so you could, head down so you couldn't see the, uh, abnormalities yeah so it's pretty clever on the gretchen's part the gretchen the gretchen right well they're getting they're getting it hard paul's getting it hard because he's getting fucked up he gets thrown through the rv window and then the creature are we calling it a demon just calling it a demon a demon is like a, a good... like a creature, perhaps demon creature. Yeah, a demon creature. Uh, we see that the demon creature is on the roof, and we see a claw come from the top of the window, and then the reveal of her coming from the window. Pretty good. I think that the prosthetics are pretty good here. Um, it's a creepy hand. She just looks like like a werewolf demon. Yeah, like yeah, a, like a, yeah, more demon than werewolf. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. say like halfway if it was towards werewolf, like that kind of in the middle formation. Like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> great description. <It's> icky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jess runs out. Uh, she runs out of the RV. And then the door like comes back and I guess locks on both sides. Uh, I'm not I don't sure. Know. Yeah, I thought like for a second, I thought that Jess was trying to keep Jay in the RV. Yeah, me too. For a second, like sorry, bitch. Yeah, because like he's like, let me out, let me out. And she's like, um, she's not saying shit, but she's like at the door of the RV. So I didn't know if she was like trying to hold the door closed. <laughs> yeah, she might have. Maybe she did. Well, it, it would make sense that the door would lock from the outside and Jay was just fucking up trying to open the door from the inside. Pause. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the creature fucks up Jay real bad. Like, we see him just really... We get that good old blood splatter everywhere. Wow, we don't see the actual killing. We just kind of get the blood splat. Wow, we see her on top of him just digging her claws into something, but we don't get to see it. Uh, Jess runs down and she falls down a hill. They have a Route 420 sticker on their RV too. (laughs) They deserve this. (laughs) Uh, 
So she falls down a hill. Jess falls down a hill. You know, don't fall. Yeah, she falls. She falls hard. <laughs> uh, she gets a compound leg fracture. Yeah. She, she like, face plants down an entire She takes hill. it well, though. Yeah, definitely. She, like, really gets herself together, and she ties it up with her shirt. I would have been sitting there just like, oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> she feels blood drip on her head, and she looks up to see the creature coming down at her. She gets the fuck up. And we see Dune, Dune, <laughs> <laughs> the suspense. <laughs> we see the painting once more. My God! And it's like red this time. The Mandingo. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jess just gets fucked up by Gretchen in the end. She like crawls vertically down a cliff. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a good shot. You know, it's like Gollum and two towers coming down on Sam and Frodo. Yeah, kind of, but more like defying gravity. Yeah, yeah, Gollum was he had more rocks to work with. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> All right, so that was that one. I mean, it was quick. I don't really have too much of, of an opinion on this one. It was really yeah. quick. It was just set. It was like one of those ideas that you come up with and, you know. And you just decide to make it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Roxanne Benjamin said that she was just getting off of a really long, drawn out, like, movie or short that she had to do. So she was excited to jump into something that just got straight to the action. And just it did. Cool. It definitely did. It did. Uh, so after that... We get some good old stop motion animation, baby. Right? Back to the spooky house. Yeah, some apples. Fuck yeah. Yeah, we see an mm-hmm. apple that's in sync with a heartbeat. It's really cool, actually. It like turns into a different apple, like every beat. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Until it just turns rotten. Uh, we get tons of doors shutting. Yeah. You know about that? Get <laughs> lots of, of doors jokes. opening, lots of doors shutting. And you know what? I say, you know, fuck, fuck it all, man. I say we really get, let's just get into this next one, you yeah? know? Fucking A. Let's get into it. Joe, are you okay with that? Let's freaking do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the last one. <clears throat> Is called Her Only Living Son. This is our fourth short, and it is written and directed by Karen Kusuma. Kusama. Thank you, Josh. That's what I'm here for. Oh. Uh, Joe, did you have anything on her, or would you like me to just go off? Uh, you could just do it, man. Just go off. All righty. She's done some episodes of The L Word. She directed Jennifer's Body, Uh-oh. which is a great movie, honestly, starring Megan Fox. Uh, she's, mm. <laughs> she's also done a lot of TV. She's a lot of TV under her belt, but she did do Jennifer's Body, and I'd say that that, my friend, is a win. <laughs> a good enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one starts out with a woman 
Josh and a woman <laughs> saying, give it to us. Do you believe me? Do, <laughs> I'm reading it out. <laughs> it doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could just get rid of the last two words. <laughs> Do you believe me? Do you actually believe me? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the doctor says <laughs> he believes people have agendas. Uh, during this, we have lots of close-up shots. She says that she'll go somewhere, you know, somewhere where they'll never find her or Andy. Uh, yeah, the doctor says, you know, Godspeed, Spider-Man. To her Yeah, and then she cut, yeah, she cuts him off, you know. She says no. Like, cause he's like, Godspeed misses. He doesn't get to say her name because she just says like, no, she's gone. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder who she is. Nobody <laughs> knows. What's their last? Isn't that, isn't that the uh, question here? So we, they don't, they don't credit it if you're looking for it. They, they never say, they never say. Uh, so then all of a sudden we got an alarm buzzing and waking up is Cora, who's played by Christina Kirk. Christina Kirk is an actress that was born in New York City. So, I mean, that's kind of like you're born to be an actress, right? Yeah. No relation to Captain James, right? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, she, <laughs> she has been in a lot of TV series, a lot of Law and Order. Tons of Law and Order, actually. Um, Joe, she was in the she was in the TV series Children's Hospital. Okay, yeah, cool. this is pretty good on Adult Swim. Yes, um, indeed. She was in Powerless and other things such as FBI. I think that was like one of those like you know when you're watching football and it's like one of those like FBI on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those. So she's been in some good stuff, uh, and it says 18 years later. Uh, she's just sitting, she just sits there while the alarm goes off and we hear a dog panting, which is a little creepier than you think it would be. Just like a, <laughs> yeah, Joe, give me a good paint. Uh, <laughs> pant. A good pant? Pant. You guys want to see my pant? Pant for us. <laughs> there right. you go. Okay. Josh, <laughs> give, give us your pant. Like a dog pant. Yeah, dog pant. My dog's selling it. That's good. I hope the mics pick this up because this, this is some good yeah, stuff. This is yeah. quality content. Uh, <laughs> she gets up <laughs> and she's looking for her son, Andy. Andy's played by Kyle Allen. If he has two first names, you know you can trust him. It's three first names are the ones you can't trust. Quote oh. me on that. Yeah. Oh True. man, those people! So many first names, like just have a last name. Oh, I guess <laughs> you know whatever. <laughs> and 
enough with the first name. <laughs> uh, all right, so here for for his credits, um, he's pretty relatively young in his acting endeavors. He was in American Horror Story, um, but it says that he's in he's in pre production of a movie called Masters of the Universe, Uh-oh. and he's gonna be He Man, <laughs> but it's not the Kevin Smith one on Netflix. Yeah, that one's animated. Right, sure. so, you know, whatever that is, I mean, I don't know about you guys, I'm not really a big He-Man fan ever, but... I have the power! Uh, this this, guy, this oh. guy was also in West Side Story, the remote, the recent Spielberg movie that just came out, uh, I, like, you know, doing his depiction of it, which, I mean, I'm just mentioning it because, you know, I've heard very good things about it. Me too, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't really do musicals. I've done a couple, and I was like, okay. You should really open your eyes to Phantom of the Opera. Well, yeah, that's, that's a, <laughs> I've seen that a couple times. With Gerard Butler. You see Wicked? Oh, yes, that was it. Wicked, Wicked Smart? No, no, I had to listen to the soundtrack a lot, though, because my sister was obsessed with Wicked. She read it, and she would play the fucking songs. It's great. Mm, all right, well... <laughs> Uh, so Cora's sitting there looking at Andy while he sleeps. Uh, we get the title card, which is just a just a white uh, title with a black background. You know, nothing fancy. Oh, next we see Cora who is watching Andy play with the dog outside. Andy calls it a dumb beast, and then we hear some hard whimpering. So I guess, and honestly. From what we see from the dog later in this movie, I guess he just like hits him where you can't see the bruises or something because yeah. the dog's fine. Under the black fur. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dog seems fine the rest of this movie. Yeah. He probably pinched his arm, his um, arm yeah. or something. Yeah. They're, they're making eggs and, one, uh, and they crack one mm. open and it's, there's like blood in it because it's like a what? What are, they, what are those called? Embryo. Well, um, yeah, for, but is it called something when you have, like, blood in your egg? Or is it just blood in your egg? It's probably, uh, I don't know. I mean, sometimes there's a little, just random blood, and sometimes it's because there's, uh, maybe, it, maybe they, well, they've got farm fresh, so maybe some of them were fertilized, and they're at very, very, very early stages. Huh. I don't know. Perhaps. Sometimes uh, it's bacteria. Andy eats that bacteria and <laughs> he savors it too pretty mm. hard while his mom's looking at him just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Andy doesn't even give a fuck, man. No. Made me hungry. Uh, ew. Hungry. Ew. <laughs> uh, Andy is turning 18. Another birthday. Uh-oh. Uh, she, <laughs> she, she doesn't want her son to grow up so fast. Who does? Uh, Andy says that they could see, you know, that new movie that dad's in. Ooh. Well, well, well. Cora doesn't like that. She doesn't like that idea. She says that her, her, his dad does not deserve to be in his life. And, you know, after saying all that about his dad, Andy kind of storms out, super pissed about it, you know? Doesn't have a dad. Or was he just mad that he couldn't see the movie? We'll never know. I don't know. Uh, Cora says that she's meeting <laughs> she's meeting up with his teacher later today and, uh, you know, about what happened at school, 
but Andy could give two goddamn shits about it. He don't care. He could, but he doesn't. Exactly. He's too yeah. cool. You know, he's he got is. that long, like, shoulder length hair. Oh, yeah. He's just like, he's a bad boy. Bad boy. He's a bad. Wait, is that like a Kid Rock song? Yeah. <laughs> they get I don't know. Like a bad, bad boy. Ass. It's a badass boy. Oh, okay, well, but I can't. But... Yeah. Good, back. good thinking. Like when you guys said Roxanne, it took everything not to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We appreciate your restraint. Uh, Cora. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Cora hears Kipper, which is their dog's name. Name's Kipper. Uh, she hears the dog bark and she goes to the back to see what's up to find a squirrel pinned to a tree. Now that is something you don't want to see if you have a child. Because that means <laughs> that they're turning into Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah, that kid is gonna be a serial killer. Yeah, almost definitely. I'm sure in the interviews they'll be like, "We heard you're the next Jeffrey Dahmer." They'll be like, "No, there was Jeffrey Dahmer, but no, I'm I'm Andy. Okay, I'm a whole new thing. You know, <laughs> I plan on you know being my own personality, and yeah. I'm not gonna copy that. It's, this is a new story. I'm like, cool, very excited. And then he like eats them. Yeah, we'll check back in in 20 years. Yes, we will. Yeah. Uh, we, we see her then bring, bring, uh, bring out the cleaning supplies uh, to her car, and that's when we meet the mailman, Chet, which never trust a guy named Chet. You betcha. Uh, his, name's, or he's, <laughs> his name is played by... He's, <laughs> he's played by Mike Doyle. I don't even know if I could trust a Mike Doyle. I mean, pretty yeah. suspicious name. Would yeah. you trust yeah. him if he was in the Titanic miniseries in, <laughs> in 1996? Ooh, definitely. Or how about if he was in ER Sex in the City? Oh, dang. And uh, Law and Order Special Victims. <laughs> As himself, like Mike Doyle. <laughs> yeah. He's also in the Green Lantern movie. All right. Let's. <laughs> as, as Jack Jordan. Jack Jordan. Cool. Give it up for Mike Doyle. Well, Doyle. What else? Has he been uh, he's been in. <laughs> he's been in the TV series The Mentalist. He's been Shameless. He's been in Blacklist. He's been in Jersey Boys. Do need I go on? You can tell. I mean, he's pretty like he's a hunky mailman. You know, just to like be a mailman. You guys are yeah. just trying to spoil the Doyle. Oh yeah. Wrap it up in foil and take it home for later. Yeah. No. So Chet <laughs> Chet asks uh he asks her out, but Cora doesn't want to because she says that uh she's late for her shift. So she denies him. Uh we see Cora at school later in the day with Mrs. Withers, who's super pissed and says that her son, uh Cora's son, we're talking about Andy here. Andy. Uh, he tore off her daughter's fingernails. Clean off. Yeah. Like, how do you let that happen? And also, how do you do that? Well, they must have been long enough Quick. to where you could just, like, grab them, pull them back. It's just crazy. I mean, sometimes, I know if you get, like, a, like a bamboo skewer, you could just get a little head start jamming on her there and pull up. Yeah. And then that'll be a good... Okay. I mean, we do see, I think we see her fingernail well, later sticks. in the short. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, 
So the principal says that, you know, maybe that they're both, Andy and this girl are both at fault in some way. The principal says that Stacy should take some time off of school. And Miss Weather says that she's getting her lawyer and that Cora, she needs as much help as her goddamn son. Well, if she doesn't realize. Well, you know that she really meant that. I mean, well... I mean, dude, I'm I'm so on the side of this late, this girl's mom. Like, yeah, get your fucking lawyers involved because, like, yeah. this principal is trying to say that you know one kid who got their fingernail ripped <laughs> off and another kid who's been tormenting kids like his whole high school career. Maybe there's there's some you know shared fault there. I don't know. Boys will be boys. That's basically what she's saying. No, yeah, no, no. Uh, I dude, think they 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 obviously know what he is. Yeah. Yeah, but still, like this mom doesn't know that they know what he is, and like honestly, I would be like so on board with her. I'd be like, does the mom know what he is? The mom knows what he is, but the girl's mom does not know what he is. She does subconsciously. I was gonna say she just never, she never outwardly shows that she actually knows what he is, but she does. I don't think she does, because she 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 doesn't. I don't know. I don't think she does, man. She does, but it's subconscious. Remember, she like unlocks the memory. Well, let's get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the principal says to Cora that she's sorry for that she had to see that outburst. Cora wants them to do something, but the principal says that, uh, you know, over the past four years, Andy has revealed them himself, and he's a remarkable human being. They think that he's going to change the world. Pretty weird, pretty creepy. Uh, my teachers used to talk about me like that. Yeah, it's a, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talk about you like that too. I so, that Joe talks to you. Like <laughs> uh, on this part, I was like, so when you see the squirrel pinned to the tree, you're kind of like, okay. All these shorts have been pretty straightforward up to this point, so I'm like, all right, he's a serial killer, probably. He's just been bleeding it, you know, for later. Okay, but the normal viewer would be like, he's a serial killer, probably. <laughs> but so, like, at this point, I was like, are these, is this principal and this guidance counselor, are they, like, part of his cult? You know? I didn't, like, immediately jump to Satan's son. Oops. <laughs> oops. And I mean, why would you? Yeah, oops, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Uh, Cora gets home, and she finds that... Uh, a note that says, uh, going to Rudy's after practice, home tomorrow. Uh, after that, it's not, no, she doesn't seem too happy about that note, but she also seems like she's kind of like trying to be the cool mom, you know? <laughs> uh, it's night now and Cora is over the stove making a birthday cake for Andy because it is his birthday. Uh, we move to later in the night. Uh, she is asleep having a dream uh, about being in a diner giving birth. Really intense. Uh, we see a hand caress her sleeping face. Now, I guess that is Andy, huh? It's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it looks baby ter- Andy. It's not Andy, it's Joe. Yeah. It, looks, it looks really weird. Uh, she wakes up in a panic and holds her cross necklace. Uh, she walks through the house and she hears groaning and grunting. 
Uh, usually you don't go into a boy's, a teenage boy's <laughs> room when you hear that. Uh, she calls for, and she calls for Andy, and she opens the door, seeing Andy looking over the bathroom mirror, and she says what happened. But in this scene, I didn't really see anything to indicate that anything happened. Did you guys? In that specific shot, did you guys see <laughs> anything out of the ordinary? Because I did not. She's like, what happened? But I didn't see. I mean, later we see that there's blood on the counter and stuff. But in that shot, I didn't see anything. No, not at first. It, it happened no. when she when so like, Andy she walked out of the room. We see the blood, but. Right. But yeah, so. She goes in there and Andy, you know, he's looking in the bathroom mirror. You know, she says, what's wrong? And he says, you know what? For my birthday. Uh, I want some motherfucking privacy. Come on, man. Come on, Andy. That's your mom, dude. Your like motherfucking mom, mom. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just tough, man. Yeah, I hate to see it. I hate to see teenagers oh. you know, talking bad about their mom. The mom makes a good case here. She says that, you know, that Andy said he was going to be out for the night and she didn't know who the hell was in her house. Yeah, true. You know, she yeah. Was, she's not thinking of privacy here. Right. Andy said he was gone and he's here. Uh, Andy ends up storming off into his room, slams the door. Uh, this is when she looks into the bathroom and we see blood everywhere on the floor, on the counter weird stuff uh the next morning she's sitting at the table waiting with andy's cake andy comes into the room and he gets some coffee and he just says don't wait up for me tonight and leaves what a dick <laughs> that's your mom dude freaking mom man. Dude, mother yo mama god next we see cora she's cleaning up all the bloody clothes and the bloody bathroom god damn it She's doing everything for this kid. We see her hanging the clothes out to dry, and that's when Chet busts out. And he asks, you know, why so glum? Still trying to get up that booty. Is he a mailman? <laughs> what? Is he a mailman? Yes. Male person. Yeah. Okay, person. but he's also a man. But it, it's so like, why is he in there? Why is he in her backyard? You know, he's like, well, hey, he's, he's delivering mail. He's not there for mail. He's that got his own way of delivering. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> off duty. <laughs> he's like still wearing his uniform. <laughs> uh, she says that something terrible has happened to Andy. Chet says that, you know, Andy's becoming a man. And Cora says that he's not her Andy anymore. But Chet says he never really was, was he? I mean, this all sounds like something like solid advice, you know? <laughs> Does it? <laughs> yeah, because, like, you know, your kid is not yours. Like, he's his own person. You could, like, kind of, like, if he was, like, talking cryptically, you can kind of follow along. Like, all right, this guy's, you know, he's just a friendly mailman. That is absurd, Joe. What you just said is absurd. Chat says, stop fighting with Andy. Uh, you know, stop fighting. Uh, Andy's father's coming to claim him soon. I mean, that's it's getting a little weird now. <laughs> yeah, the next sentence after that was, uh, <laughs> that's where it starts to get weird. Cora says that the father has no interest in him and he lives in a movie set with girls on every port. Doesn't sound like a bad life. <laughs> uh, Chet says that he didn't think her ex really understood the agreement that he made back when he made it. 
Now it's starting to get weird. During this, we hear crows and we hear flies in the background. And it's a pretty nice touch for a pretty unsettling scene. Uh, Chet says that he, the dad, offered her to something. So that's when it's starting to get a little weird. Chet starts moving in on her. She backs up. Uh, He says that, you know, they made a contribution. Uh, this is he kind of sucks his own dick here. You know, he's just like he's like Lucky. I did it. I looked after you all these years. You know, he's like I'm good. I'm prepared for the world on this glorious day. Now that's when it starts yeah. to get a little weird. Uh, Chet, and then, Chet then starts. Uh, he starts to say praise his darkness twice. That's never great. No, I mean, it's it's sort of fun. Like, I like to picture Chet, like, going into this conversation, like, hey, man, Chet, just play it cool. Just try to explain to her what's going on. <laughs> and then it ends with him being like, to, de- to destroy this wonderful world, <laughs> yeah. praise his darkness. You know, Chet, you're going to ask her out tonight. <laughs> yeah, She's going to say yes. Tonight's the night she says yes, Chet. Yeah, you praise know. the dark lord. Aw, <laughs> 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 oh, shucks. <laughs> you did it again <laughs> Chased another one away <laughs> Cora goes inside And goes through Andy's room Cause I mean she's suspicious as hell now Maybe he just unlocked all her memories Or something I don't know Yeah I'm pretty sure that's when she remembers everything Uh but she finds a box Under Andy's bed The box is filled with Black rocks and the girl's Fingernails from school it could, it could be the girl's fingernails or it could be Andy's fingernails. You know? The from, French tips. No, yeah, his fingernails are like sharp and long, okay. but it was like... Yeah, but I was thinking fingernail. like, what if like his talons were like growing and like pushing off his fingernails? With French tips. Well, I don't think I they would have made... I don't think Andy's they too hard for French tips. They wouldn't have made the girl pulling off his... They wouldn't have had the whole pulling off the girl's fingernails scene earlier if it wasn't the girl's fingernails. Yeah, fair. Yeah, that's pretty, that pretty, pretty fair to say. That's very fair to say. Yeah, it's all right. So, yeah, uh, very so fair. Anyway, I'm right. So anyway, uh, all of a sudden a door slams and Andy is home. Oh hell. But Cora hides in the closet of Andy's room. So she's fucked either way because he's probably going to go in the closet. I mean, do you guys ever walk into your room and not go to the closet? I don't have a closet. Yeah, I don't typically walk in my room and just inspect the closet real quick. Oh, I always do. Smart but of you to do. I well, I I have like a jacket I put in there. So, uh, yeah. So Andy, he busts in the room. He takes off his shoes, showing some crazy sharp toenails. Uh, you know, he needs to learn some maintenance on his puberty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Puberty is a time when your toenails really just start growing in. And Hell yeah. Well, gotta maintain. I didn't get the scene because he, he takes some pliers. Yeah, and he, cut, he tries to like cut them off. Does he cut them off or does he, he was trying to rip them off? them off? Oh, does, yeah. Is that what was happening to in the bathroom too where he's ripping off his toenails? That's why there's blood everywhere? Uh, either way, Cora gasps because that's some fucked up shit happening to your boy. And he hears that fucked up shit happening to his boy. (laughs) (laughs) To her boy. Just kidding. Uh, So he hangs out. 
or he hangs on the lower door and he leaves like he gets up to the door hangs his hand on it his <laughs> demon ass hand <laughs> i'm pretty sure he roughs it up a little bit he's like <laughs> he slams the door you yeah, know, he tries to like, open it and she, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she doesn't let him in no it's fucked up andy <laughs> yeah so Cora finds Andy he's looking out the kitchen window with his back to her Andy says that he met a lady today that called him by his name but you know he's never seen her before in his life and he, she knows who his father is and he's been waiting for a long time to meet him uh, Cora is very insistent that he looks at her she's like look at me uh, he turns around. He looks normal. I thought he was going to look weird, but yeah, he looked, yeah. He looked normal. Uh, he said the lady told her that his father, he was his father's only living son. Don't you know? <laughs> no. uh, what, what she, uh, yeah, so basically Andy is... questioning his whole life Andy just got wind <laughs> that his father is not who he has been told yeah and Cor- this whole time Cora is saying that like that lady's what she's saying doesn't mean anything just don't worry about it uh, Cora says they have an agenda you know don't listen to those words uh, she grabs him she kind of caresses his face and she says you know you're special and uh, in almost a demon-ass voice, he says that he's more than that. And like in a demon-ass voice, it's like two voices at once. Yeah, it's like using both vocal cords to speak. Demon shit. Uh, so he says that uh, sometimes he just feels like he wants to hurt her, tear her into pieces, and, you know, he's been having dreams of an empire of misery. So... I mean, get your kid out. A little weird. (laughs) Isn't that a little weird? Uh, Once they start talking about dreams of an empire of misery, you know, I think it's justified to take take him to a doctor. Psychologist, perhaps. Uh, Cora is, like, during all his, him talking this, she's just like, stop it. Yeah, don't say that. (laughs) Stop (laughs) Uh, Andy asks her, this is when, this is when he gets shit, he gets real. Andy's just like, I want you to kneel. Yeah, he does not ask. He straight up tells her to kneel. And she's like, what? He's like, I want you to kneel. And then like, she started, I was like, I was like sitting there watching, I was like, oh shit, she's doing it. Oh, she's doing it. She's not going (laughs) to do it. There's no way she's going to do it. Fuck. She did it. Uh, he says, now crawl to me. And she starts to crawl to him, and this is where we see his his nasty ass toes again. Uh, he says that he wants to go live with dad now, and this is where she grabs him real tight and says, "No." All of a sudden, we see I guess like a bat wing fly past him, and the room goes dark. Do you guys think it was like a bat wing? Yeah, it definitely looked like a bat wing. Bat esque for sure. Uh, no. she grabs him. I go see the Batman in theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she says she sees. She grabs him, 
Hugs and tight. Is dark. <laughs> oh, yeah, building the, tension, okay? The room has a lack of light because it's dark. She grabs him and says, she's got him. She says, don't look at it. And he actually listens to her. I, I was like, oh shit, she's, he's listening to her now. Wow. He just told her to fucking kneel. And he's listening to her now? Um, yeah, so this, Josh, uh, are you prepared? Yeah. Yeah, I well, am. Josh is gonna hit us with a little, a little monologue here. So she says, don't look at him. just close your eyes listen to the story at first you made me so unwell god I had never felt so awful as those first three months I ate raw liver and saltines and other than that I couldn't keep a thing down you just took the life out of me and you took and took until one day I said I've had enough and I swear honey deep in my belly you heard me cry You heard how much pain I was in. Because you and I are bonded. No matter how you, oh, no matter how, no matter who your father is, the perversion, it's something unholy. They they did, it's something unholy. Sorry, I'm like three feet away from my face. I need glasses, but uh, it's, uh, it's something unholy they did to me. And when I found out those sick people wanted you for their own, I went to the doctor I should have seen in the first place. And I told him our crazy story. And Andy, Andy, he believed me. And he gave us enough money to leave the city. And we've been running ever since. That doctor's kindness, that's proof of God, Andy. I had never learned to take care of myself until that day. That day I found out that they wanted you for their own. I had to choose my life or you. And I chose you, Andy. I'm choosing you again now. Please. Damn. He's a smoker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Andy says, it's too late. Um, Yeah, and this is where she says (laughs) that he doesn't get to make the choice for you. Andy makes the choice, not your father. It's Andy. Andy. Uh, he hugs her and says that he loves her. Uh, we get a weird montage of them holding each other. They do like some weird camera stuff here. Joe, do you uh, have anything to say about it? Um, I just thought it was good. I don't know. I I guess I didn't really. It's like I don't know how to describe it. It's like well, I did think it was like they're trying to show a demon face. But it didn't, it wasn't. It was just her yeah. with her eyes closed. It's like, like random light on them in the darkness, but it's... It's like a bunch of fade-ins, like two shots kind of fading yeah. together. So it's like two lives sort of like fading, seeing um, one's going to take over. Just then, we see Andy's nose bleeding. We hear something rip into them. And then after that, we see them on the floor in blood, panning out to the cake on the counter. Happy birthday. Yeah, so they died together. I guess the demon's like, if I can't have one of you, I can't have any of you. Killed him. Because Andy chose the mom over the demon. Over his father. 
chose the mother. Oh, man. And uh, I guess Karen Kusama wrote this one sort of reimagining like where Rosemary and her baby would be in modern day. That's kind of like, the, that's the whole inspiration behind this one. Okay. Okay, that's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Joe with all the crazy facts. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> after that whole thing, we get to see uh, just more of the stop motion of the creepy doll stuff. Uh, Dollhouse is walking around. Um, puts his, puts like a hummingbird in a baby doll and it look it like walks, it like looks around, gives it life, takes it out. And then they go into a room and they see a little girl sitting there with a door in her chest. And then they put the hummingbird in her door, (laughs) chest door, uh, bringing her back to life and her in the house just sit there and look at each other. As we get one last shot of the window. Yes, the house is pleased. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, pretty cool. I mean, it was a cool anthology. I didn't hate the ride. I, I thought it was a good mix of things and, you know, kind of kept you interested the whole time. Yeah, that's true. It was a short one. It moved pretty quick. So, I mean, I, I definitely like this one. Yeah. Um, I think it's better than some anthologies out there. Care to name those? No, I don't want to like <laughs> I, I was going to say, no, I, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say ABC's of Death too, but. Ooh. Uh, but he's not going to. All right. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> if you guys had to pick your top two, or do you want to do them all? Top two is too easy. Real? Yeah, I want to. I do want to see what you guys put as your number one, number two, and also your number three, number four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do all of them. <laughs> okay, Brandon, you go first. All right. Um, I would say my number one is. Uh, <laughs> um, and you know it's kind of tough, honestly. But <laughs> if I had to say, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, don't I- fall. No, Don't Fall is number four. Oh. Yeah, I just thought it was too... It was just too... Uh, I think Don't Fall was just way too... It was too quick. It was just like... It, it just felt like... I don't know. It just felt rushed. It didn't okay. feel like... It doesn't feel like thought out. All right, now do your number three. Uh, my number three is going to be... I'm going to say, okay, I'm doing it. Uh, number three, I'm saying, is birthday party. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, going back on it, I mean, like, it's just it's just such a simple idea compared to these other ones. Um, I think it's done very well, which is why I put it against Don't Fall, or above Don't Fall. So I did like it a lot, but it just, it just felt a little simplistic as an idea. Yeah. Um, and then I'd say number one or number two is the box. And then number one is her only living son. Cause I mean, that one actually felt like it had, you know, a decent backstory to it. And, uh, the mother was really good. The son was really good. Um, and the box was just kind of, it was a little better as a concept than, uh, the birthday party, but not by much. 
put okay that's fair (laughs) all right so number four i would put don't fall uh because i just thought it was no actually fuck number four i'm putting the birthday party happy birthday birthday party Ooh, uh lucy's suppressed memory from her seventh birthday I did yeah, think it diversity. was funny. Yeah, I did think it was funny, um, but it, the, all the parts weren't there for me exactly to rank this any higher than number four. So number three, I'll do Don't Fall because the special effects in Don't Fall are pretty sweet. Like her demon face was pretty solid and she had really creepy hands. So, uh, I mean, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't anything special, but Don't Fall is number three. Number two is her only son. I thought that was probably the best story. Definitely. And it had pretty solid acting. Um, number one is the box because it had a pretty good mix of a good story. It had some gore in it when she was getting carved like a Christmas turkey. And it had some good some good um, the, the kids looking starved. That was pretty good, good effect for me. Josh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, Yeah, no, it's tough. Like, like I know, like what's in the lower bracket and what's in the top, but like, yeah, it's t- it's tough it's, because it's hard to parse out this bottom two and bottom. Yeah, it's what like there. I know I know what I like up top, and I like I at least have my reasons. But like yeah. for the bottom two, it's like what I was expecting to see in all of these compared to what I did see and like what it actually is. Brand has a tough time deciding between top and bottom too. <laughs> it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to nail something down when you're good at all positions, you know. Okay. Um, um see it's like I would put like the birthday party last because like I came and like spent to see some like something like everything to be scary. So then and this was just like, like I was snickering at like a little, like nothing, nothing freaky. It was, it was a comedy to me. And then I guess, you know, they, I guess, you know, yeah, they went to make it a black comedy. So yeah, it was funny and there was no like kind of horror laced to me. But, the, um, but then, you know, you've got Don't Fall. And that was too short. Yeah. I guess I would put the birthday party last. Yeah. Then don't fall. Mm-hmm. I like that um everyone's kind of like fucking with her in the beginning. Each person kind of had their own thing. Like they you know, it's like, "Ooh, watch over the scorpions." Or, oh, don't fall. Or, or oh, I, don't think I got Jay it. ever like fucked with her too bad, right? Yeah, not as bad as he was just kind of like I think it's just him like on going on about watch over this, watch it like like maybe it kind of like implied that he was like is just that kind of person. So like it's just kind of he's putting this worry in her about everything already and then the and then her girlfriend is like you know kind of fucks with her on like like goes a little too far with that and then the other guy is just like acting like he's hurt 
and like she gets like a a spook from everyone she's just spooked and then like she ends up being the spooky um yeah and then murders him um and then i guess you know two but i guess i could flip-flop that and argue it another way i can uh give an explanation for it uh, just pick a fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then two, uh, it would be um, her only son. Well, that was a great story and stuff, but uh, I, I chose that for two just because I, I like the box. I like the mystery of the box. I like that um, she just kind of watched everyone around her wither away as she kept going on. And then, like, at, you know, at first she complained, and but now she's like, I wish they were here. It was, it was sad watching the kid die. Yeah. It was sad. <laughs> and that has been the Thanksgiving <laughs> Podcast for this week. Uh, you can check us out on Spotify and Anchor app. We're going to get on other stuff for sure, for sure. Um, you can give us an email. Email is anything. Email is Josh's dark secrets that you want to know. <laughs> you keep getting emails about Josh's dark secrets. I don't know why. Yeah. How do you know? <laughs> That's feet pics. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is thanks for waiting podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can five stars on Spotify. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, besides that, you know, I'd say, you know, thanks for listening and, you know, look out for boxes because if you look inside them, you can fucking die, man. Yeah. And a lot of evil shit happens on your birthday, so never trust it. Yeah. And, uh, I watch too much porn. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay.